Motorcycles and Misfits at the Recycle Garage. <laughs> you lost. What? what is I was playing the awkward silence oh, game. Oh, fuck that. Come on. <laughs> That's always good for the audience. Always. You gotta, we got to bring up old shit. That's like the story of my life with nothing but awkward silences. Who, to get away from who that. couldn't take the silence anymore? Nagi did not make it very long. Our listeners are turning off their radio. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, everyone. This is Eliza. In the garage tonight, we have Douglas. Hello. Bagel. Howdy. Knock. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. Zach. Hello. And Adrian. Hello. Okay, so let's cover real quickly what we did today because we had bunches of people here. Let's see. I oh I managed to fix the brake light on the XL175, so it now actually has a tail light, so y'all can't Ooh. yell at me. And here's what it was. It was mm. a trifecta of things. It was broken tail light bulb, mm. a broken ground wire, and a stuck brake light switch. Mm. Right. Yeah. And I realized when I put on an extra bulb that I threw a 12-volt bulb into a 6-volt system that you just couldn't see it. I had to scrounge, <laughs> and I found from the old um, the 64 Tiger Cub that I have next door that is in a stasis of restoration. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, currently doing its job as a paperweight. Yes. It. Um, I found the old broken taillight that's been there for, I don't know, it's probably been in, the bulb has been in there for decades. WD-40 and wait and wiggle and got it out and got a working six-volt bulb in there. Amazing. That should last a day. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The first shake. Yeah. Or first crash. Yeah. And then, uh, let's see, Zach, you were the first one to show up today. You put on some... I put on saddlebags and supports. um, On the the shadow, which looks good. Yep. Yeah, they look like they're supposed to be there. It's pretty cool. So, like, all your lanyards are kind of tucked away and it's not going to get sucked into the rear axle at all. I don't. Like I don't think so. Okay, make sure you, you do that because mm-hmm. it sucks. He, he did everything proper. You got the good. saddlebag supports, and you went uh, to the store and you bought some armor to put under your jacket. I did. Oh, good. Yep. Good for you. A good call. And I see you're wearing the Hein Garrett from next door, I from am. the donation pile. I'm gonna see nice. how I like it. It's a good. It looks jacket. good, man. It looks, good. It looks like it fits you. Yes. Yeah. All right. And then uh, some more fun. Mason brought his supermoto and attempted to change the oil and. Strip the oil plug hole out. Oh. Did he uh, strip it going in or out? Out. When it, he pulled really? the plug out, it came out with the, the internal yeah. threads. Oh, okay, guys. So you got a butter. He probably job. did it when he put it in last. Yeah. Yeah. So then he thought he was ski rude, and then I saved the day. Of course. Yeah. Went through the the bucket, the lost and found, we call it all the bucket of extra bolts. Found this odd half inch American bolt <laughs> that's hollow down the middle and threaded. I don't know what it's from. Some auxiliary part thing or tool. I don't know. Anyway, I was able to. We tapped at, tapped it out from 12 millimeter to the half inch, and oh, then close, um, yeah. I cut that bolt down, and then it's threaded inside metric. So it now has an Allen bolt as a 
inner plug, and he threaded it in. Hey, huh. bing, bang. Did you, did you put a crush washer in there to prevent it from happening again? Um, <laughs> I don't think he had a has washer. These, he didn't well, have a new yeah. one. He put the old one in. Oh, okay. So. Oh, okay, cool. He had a crush washer. At least. And we didn't have one for the internal one, so I just used Teflon I tape. told him I had an extra use one. Use Teflon tape. Oh, God, here. I don't do that do that that's all i had oh man working right. with what i had all right. Um, all right why did you need the teflon tape if you re-threaded it for the internal bolt in the middle of the new bolt uh, i must have missed that yeah you were not <laughs> paying attention this? 30 seconds ago when i explained it anyway yes it worked out thanks mother <laughs> <laughs> this is all right i do it to you all the time too <laughs> um james brought the chong ching and there's been this okay. There Lopan. was pan. There was <laughs> no three pan. different no people pan. today, including Zach, who came to me and said, Can you ride my bike? It's bogging at a certain RPM. I'm trying to figure out what it was. It was Zach. <laughs> it was James on the Chong Ching and it was the um, the who what was his name who brought the who brought the uh, other the other um katana yes i can't remember his name uh, was it kurt no no, no. kurt was uh yeah. yeah kirk no it was kurt i think it was kurt yeah it was yeah. kurt um and all three i gave the same diagnosis of no i i can't because you've got so many other things going on that at least for the chongqing i did write it and it's like, well, you've got a Kickstarter lever that's flopping out. You've got dangly bits, electrical bits hanging off the side, <laughs> not attached to anything. You've got switches that keep turning the starter on if you blink the wrong way. Like, there's like so many, and there's no working rear brake. Like, I, <laughs> I, I can't even focus on the trying to find the bog at 4,500 RPM and all these other things, you know? I'm trying too busy trying to not to die. Yeah. Yeah. And then Kurt with his bike, it's like, well, you have no airbox or pods on your carburetor. Yeah. So yeah. I, I can't diagnose anything. Yeah. He, he, when you guys went to go get food, he, we were talking about it too. And he's telling me all the problems that he has. And I was like, well, where's the airbox? He's like, oh, I haven't been having it on there. <laughs> it's just the carburetor intake exposed like that's just not right first no. step no. go ahead and put that air box back in yeah oh, i don't i don't think that could that that can't really can't be the problem with the idle <laughs> um and then i had to explain how an air box works and yeah. with the carb and the engines you know and then he was like trying to fight me with it too you can't so. fight japanese <laughs> listen science. dude just put your air box back on and uh go from there he, he yeah I mean, if he, you could he, get away with it not being there they're cheap. They wouldn't have put it in there no, in the no, first no. place. No, no, no. He ordered one. It didn't arrive from eBay yet. Okay. Yeah, it hasn't. And he's just waiting mm, for it. It hasn't, sh- hasn't shipped yet. And this yet. is like a katana, correct? Yeah. 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 But yeah. that reminds me of like the first time I went into Jonah's old shop. Um, I was a new rider. And I was like, okay, there's a little head wobble going on. So that sort of stuff. He walks over to my bike and looks at it and goes, um, you have a slick for front tire. I'm not even going to touch the steering, um, <laughs> the bearings until you get a new tire. Yeah. yeah. It's like, this well. is like you're complaining of a stomach flu when you're gut shot. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of what I had. I didn't really properly assess. And I forget why I told oh, Zach. It's like, well, until you do all these other things, what did I tell you? Like, uh, could be this, that, this, I don't yeah. know. Well, it, the system isn't complete. You can't really figure out what's wrong in the system if there's a piece missing. Yeah. 
Um, but uh, let's see. Then Cindy was working on her. Yep, she's get, um, new to Supermoto. She's trying to get up and running. Uh, she bought it from another friend. Yeah, I and don't it was know just some why and not starting all the time. Because yeah. Doug starts up like bang, just you hit the starter and it starts. I don't right know. Up. I know we the, Adrian and I cleaned that carburetor inside and out. At mm. Yeah, because when uh, the previous owner had it, she enlisted us to help. Right. So. And then um, uh, Matt came and replaced the sprockets and chains on yep. his Wessel YZ250. It's a WR250. WR250. And he got coin slotted today. Did he? Nice. Oh, yeah. And he stood up and he he did the shake because I saw it just went all the way down. <laughs> I got, so, did, so did Kurt. Yeah. <laughs> I got slotted last week twice and didn't find the pennies until I got home and took off my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got, I got a dime and a penny. They were in my shoes. I'm like, saving uh, up all the money. That's yeah. dirty I'm money. Do something to Liza with it. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't decided what yet. <laughs> plink, plink in her drink, right? In her Diet Coke. <laughs> right. Oh. So she finds it after she's drunk it all? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So um, who else do we have here? We had... Because it looked like the lot was busy. I pulled up late and there was a shit ton of people yeah. here, so... Let's see. And then, oh, uh, today's Lucas's birthday. Happy birthday, Lucas. Yeah, where is that Lucas showed up, and I gave Lucas a tall boy, and then he drank it, and then he said, I'm tired now. I'm going home. (laughs) (laughs) Just uh, to do homework. Yeah, he's got a... I had a little speech prepared, and I had a gift for him, and all of a sudden he was gone. I did tell him about this. Um, instead of spanking, we'd do stapling. <laughs> I may have scared him off. <laughs> you could just you could just give me the speech and give me the present. I'll I'll get it to him maybe. Uh, no. No. Was was the present some uh, booty shorts? No, I'm not going to say what it is, but I can show you guys. Ooh, let's see. Ooh. Just these that he uses wow. all the time. Yeah. Those are the best ones to get. That's actually yeah. a yeah. decent present. Wow. Yep. I use those in the kitchen a lot. Yep. I use them in the What bedroom. kind of cooking? You don't do cooking, Liza. <laughs> <laughs> so, funny story, and they're probably going to figure what it what it is after this story, but I was at Safeway one night, and I had a bottle of wine and some of those. And uh, they're, they're earplugs, and uh, I put them. On, <laughs> I put them on the uh, on the belt, and uh, the guy looks up to me. And he's like, "Oh, got a screamer, huh?" <laughs> it was like the delivery was so good that he was, he was just so like nonchalant. Oh, I, I busted up laughing. Well, you should turn it around. It says, it's for my mother. It's for my mother. <laughs> it's for your mother. Yeah. <laughs> it's for your father. <laughs> Is it for your father? <laughs> <laughs> we live in modern times, man. I gotta say that, you know. You sound like a babbling idiot when I laugh. Um, oh my god! So anyway, Lucas, I have this gift for you. Uh, I just wanted to say that you know, I know we we pick on you a lot, uh, and. And it'll, it won't stop. I'm just saying. And you know you're gross. You <laughs> fart and you pick your nose and shit. Um, but you are a cool guy to hang out with. You're you're a good person, and uh, we we do enjoy having you at the garage. Yeah. I wish you were here with us right now, but um, he's well, at home jerking off right now. He's at home spanking the monkey. Yeah. <laughs> Multiple times. That, I don't. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. I mean, you know, it's a sausage party here. Note. So hey, I wanted to remind everyone that we started our crowdfunding. For the oh put the girls in booty shorts. Oh my god! Why? So if you go to our recycle page, uh, recycle Santa Cruz on Facebook, there's a link to our Indiegogo. <laughs> 
Now, so here's the thing. Too. We've already raised enough money to buy booty shorts for the girls, so it's going to happen. And now every additional $15 we get is going to put one of the boys <laughs> I watch, just watch in all some the booty shorts. Retract. <laughs> just uh, take that money back. And and it depends how much we get. And I warned Zoe, if we get a lot of money, Zoe, you're going to be uh, down here in some booty shorts. <laughs> she was a little concerned. <laughs> I, rightfully so. And then, yes. So we're asking everyone to donate a dollar. <laughs> Because we've raised thirty-one dollars, need another fourteen to put donut in some booty shorts. <laughs> I'll yeah. donate for that. There we go. Yeah. I mean, I saw him with the peaches, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right, fried and peach nuts. Yep. So I have a game time. Oh, it's, it's for me now. You're, why are you looking at ah, shit? Game time. I knew this was gonna happen eventually. I know everybody knows the fucking answer. Time to play. Me. How well do you know your bike? I don't know shit. Knock edition. I don't know oh. shit. So, for those of you here, I'll ask Knock the question. If he doesn't know the answer, it goes to the peanut gallery. If the peanut gallery gets it right, they get a point. So it's Knock. It's you versus the peanut gallery. Are you gonna keep score, Douglas? I'll be the the scorekeeper. Thank you. Thanks, Beavis. Okay, so I don't mess this up. Uh, how do you pronounce the dude, the Honda dude's first name? Suichiro. 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 Yeah. Okay, so, so in 1937, Suichiro Honda founded the Eastern Sea <laughs> Precision Machine Company. What did they manufacture? This is multiple choice. Yeah. A, bicycles. B, bearings. C, knives, or D, piston rings? Uh, bicycles. This is 1937. Bicycles. No? I'm going to go with bearings. 37? Okay, right, then it's on. ball bearings then. Yeah. So, so it goes to the peanut gallery. One yeah. person or you guys get together and decide? It's ball bearings. Let's, uh, let's, I vote ball bearings. Yeah, bearings. It's all ball bearings today, these, boy, these boys. <laughs> Point goes to no one. It's okay. Yeah, piston rings. Ball bearings, right? Piston rings. Ooh, really? Actually... Their biggest account was Toyota. Wow. <laughs> I did not know that. See, that's some good shit. I thought they originally started out making motorcycles. That's, that's nope. I thought that Honda was one of their deals was. Right. Point to no one. Okay. Okay. What year was the first complete motorcycle manufactured by Honda? Because they first started out making engines and yeah, bicycles that's and right. such. So mm-hmm. what year did they make their uh, first complete motorcycle? Uh, I'm saying, can I go by it's era? It's got to be the first. 1945. <laughs> All right, that's close. Let's see if they okay. can get closer. Peanut Gallery. One person guess, or y'all come up with a group decision. Bagel, you're going for it. I'm gonna say 1947. So it's 1949. Oh wow. Oh, mm-hmm. Okay. I was gonna go with eight. So Post-war, Peanut Gallery gets a point. Or, geez, that's pretty cool. How did we get a point? We're closer. We're yes, closer. Oh, we're closer. All right. So bonus. Not what model was it? Uh, it was the CB1? Incorrect. Oh, wow. Peanut Gallery. Anyone want to take a guess? <clears throat> or is it CBF? Um, um, I don't know. City Events. The Dream. Yes, that is, it is the correct. the Honda Dream? Really? I was going to guess was... that, but I didn't, oh, I didn't wow. think those came out until later. They had a lot of different yeah, models called I The Dream. I thought the Dream the came dream. after the Super Cub for some nope. reason. Yeah, okay. Cool. It was The Dream. Point to... Peanut gallery. Uh oh, no, you're not doing well. I know. I should know this I shit. I thought you knew. You, yeah. No, I know how to fix this my bike. This is not so his bike, though. Mm. This is. 
these yeah, questions are he owns two hondas yeah i own two so hondas. these are the general honda questions i got a couple easy ones here yeah. for you slam dunks okay in the 1960s honda created an innovative marketing campaign what was the slogan meet the nicest people in honda that is correct point to knock all right here's another one what is the best-selling model motorcycle of all time? Super Cub. That is correct again. It was in continuous manufacture since 1958. Wow. Yes. Wow. Long-ass time. Yeah, they sold millions of those, apparently, right? All right, so what's that? Two to two. Two Ooh. up. Okay, now we're getting personal. <laughs> Known in the U.S. as the Superhawk. You have a Superhawk. I do. What is it called outside the U.S.? Firestorm. Point to knock. Nice. Wow. Good job. Nice. Random tidbit. Yep. Okay, so what years was a Superhawk available? Uh, First one was 98, 97, 98, and it ended in 06. Or is it 05? I'll give it to you. It's 97 to 05. It's a fudgy years. They they didn't change very much. All right, point to knock. All right, good job. Nice. Okay, now we're getting a little more difficult. Through all of those years, what colors were the Superhawk available in? Okay. Uh, and there are one, two, Italian three, red, four colors. Italian red. That's right. Blue, gray, and the yellow. That's incorrect. No, not yellow. Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, um, hold on. No, hold on. Wait, wait. Hold on. Okay, hold what on. did I say? I'm we, trying to remember. No, no, no. You sure, said sure. Um, I'll Italian you, red. Uh, I'll give you one more chance. Gray, and then it'll go gray, to the peanut gallery. The blue. And then blue. there's... They made a yellow one. I swear to God they made a yellow one. I don't know. I'm wrong, maybe. See, I would knock out the blue. Um, hmm. All right. Do you want to take a shot at this? Not, a pe- not especially. <laughs> Douglas, you want to take a shot? It, uh, oh, black one. A... Obviously. It's a black one. Yeah. Black yes, and red. that yeah. is correct. Yeah. Italian uh, red, obvious. candy blue, black, and titanium. Titanium, yeah. Okay. Hmm. All right. So point to knock. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just remembered he, it. He it got was... there before anyone else I just, did. I just, I just yeah. remembered. Okay. In 1997... The Superhawk had the largest carburetors <clears throat> Honda ever put on a motorcycle. Did yeah, you know that? I did. What size are they? 48 millimeters. <gasps> Holy wow, crap. Wow, really nice. good job. Actually, I could have answered that one because you mentioned that I an hour ago. Yeah, about 20, yeah. Point to knock. See, you're doing pretty good here. All right. This is where I hit a wall. You yes. have, <laughs> you have a, what's your other bike? XR650R. Right. So on the XR engines, you'll see... RFVC stamped on them. Oh shit! What does it stand for? Oh, f- god damn it! <laughs> um. I R F V. Oh my god! R F V C. I used to know this too because I, I always wonder what that shit said. I remembered it. I remembered mm-hmm. it one time and V C R F V C. five seconds. Rotating variable for uh, four four, four four valve uh, something something variable four valve. Uh, I I don't know. You giving up? Uh, yeah, Peter Gallery, you want to take uh, a shot? I don't know it. I don't know. I don't know. Really round. Yes, basically did. RFVC. RFVC. Radial. 
four round valve. four velocity four stroke. Four stroke. compression Combust- Rotary, combustion combustion Rotary four Wait, valve. what what <laughs> combustion <laughs> say that again uh, abracadabra rotary. <laughs> rotary four valve crankshaft uh, no <laughs> so, uh, cam something cam camshaft something uh, nobody knows it just yeah. radial four radial. valve combustion Ra- those valves mm. are radial. I did not know that. Apparently. Oh, wow. They, and they put it on there, don't okay. they? Okay. All right. Here's an easy one for you. How many spokes are on the front wheel? <laughs> <laughs> what nickname does the XR650 Oh, that's R easy. Have? Big Red Pig. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I had never heard that The before. BRP. Yep. That's the what BRP. the form around them is called, even. Ah. Uh. So here's another thing I found that was interesting. All the years, the model, they all weighed the same. Mm-hmm. How much Wet does it weigh? Water dry. Ah. Uh, let's go wet. Well, I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> An unladen swallow, <laughs> Eastern or European. Right. Let's go wet. Uh, wet, 310. Three, yeah, let's go dry. Uh, 279. Uh, I'll give you 277. 77, Some yeah. people say 280, just around it. Yeah. I'll give that to you. That was a lot closer than I could have come. Yeah. <laughs> All right. How many consecutive years did the XR 650R Oof. win the Baja mm. 1000? Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. I'm like almost six years, right? Mm-mm. Really more than that? Ten? I'm thinking ten. The the thing won it the, since the year it came out. Like, yeah, it so only got dethroned um, in. How many years did they make it? How many years did they make it? I don't know. They they came out in ninety. Oh shit. <laughs> uh, it came out in 99, I think, 2000. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven years. Do your math again. How, when did they stop making it? 07? No. No, 07 was the last year they made them. You answered this question just a few minutes ago. 10 years. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> it's the end of the day, folks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You answered this question a few, a few minutes ago. What years... Oh, no. You know what? Those I'm looking at the Superhawk. I've mm-hmm. told you. Sorry, sorry, you sorry. sorry. Right. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, but it's, actually, it's, they're very similar. Yeah. Um, it's like... It's like uh, yeah. Very similar. Very similar. In the years. So, you said six was your first guess. Six you should have stayed it's, it's, with it. Yeah, okay. Because it was 99 to 2005. Right, and those things happened... It was late in 99, so it's, it had the, one of those fudgy years kind of thing, right? So, it's just six and a half, seven Tell years. Tell you what. I'll give you a chance to redeem yourself. What's the score right now? Seven... <laughs> knock and uh, we have 12 okay. no we have 2 no we have 11 <laughs> no it's 11 right, knock. so for <laughs> bonus points okay the predecessor to the XR650R XR600R that's not the question oh <laughs> the XR600R how many consecutive years did it win the Baja oh, 1000 wow. not very many right uh, <laughs> Some more than one, fewer <laughs> certainly yeah, fewer than uh, the extra six the year. Um, four years, I guess. Twelve years. You're kidding me! Wow, I did not know that. Yes, I didn't realize they were that dominant. Like the Honda it was, was yeah. six hundred was that dominant, and then the six fifty just kind of sidled on in. So yeah. I'll take it from here. Yeah. yeah, and then the only thing that unthrown the six fifty was the four fifties. Actually, yes, yeah, it's mm-hmm. smart displacement. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, now they've gone down to yeah. the smaller ones. Went on Sunday, sell on Monday. Really kind of interesting. Yep. So you did well, not good job. Yeah, right. Yay. Thank you. Yay. So um, I have a couple emails I want to read. So um, first one we had was from Adam in Australia. 
And he just said, um, uh, he said, good day. Australia. Listen to a, to our podcast for the first time today and thoroughly enjoyed it. Always on the lookout for good motorcycle podcasts. I'll probably spend the next couple of weeks chasing past episodes now. Thanks. I think. Thanks for listening, dude. <laughs> yeah. And um, I asked him uh, what bikes he has. And he came back with, and this is why I love, like, the Australian ones have different names. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, he rides a 2012 Bandit, but prior to that, he had a ZZR1100. Oh, yeah. Which uh, he thinks we call a ZX11. Mm-hmm. And for that, he had a GPZ1000RX. Yeah. Um, mm. A Z1R MK2. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. And uh, a Cali fan. Very nice. A CB750 K2. Okay. Which he rebuilt from a box. Oh, wow. Like a basket case, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Well, thanks, awesome. thanks for the email. Yeah. Things started. And then um, we got also got an email from Timothy up in Portland who was doing a trip and couldn't make it here on Sunday, but came by on Wednesday, took a picture of the outside of the garage, <laughs> <laughs> sent an email saying, hey, missed you. Um, but he, uh, I asked him how his ride was down here, and he says that he got spoiled, lane splitting. Feels and, so and it's, good. And it's beautiful. He says, it's so a dream good. here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he really enjoyed it. And then, um, lastly, I got uh, an email from Tim in Sacramento. And so, this is a long email. I'm not going to get into it, uh, reading it. But basically, Tim sent an email about uh, this really cool woman. Um, what's her name? Eva something-something. Hawkinson. She's Swedish. There's a umlaut or a thingy over it, so I don't know. Hawkinson. Um, anyway, she's she's built her own electric bike called the Electrocat that she's going to be trying to set speed records and such. And it's a whole article he sent me about the EvoCat and um, uh, the Electrocat. It can reach 100 miles per hour, has a range of 60 miles, and uh, and talking about the batteries and all the information which is really cool but Sweet. what i responded with and what I, the question i'm bringing up to the group and what i asked him is with all the technology that is is rapidly accelerating for the electric bikes i mean we all know they're there we're all curious about them we don't know that many people that have them and if all of you are like me i say well why dump that much money in something that in five years is not going to be worth much and there's going to be things 10 times better Mm -hmm. so my question i'm posing is what is the tipping point what is the price range what is the um the mile range what what is the tipping point for everyone here that they would switch to an electric bike okay like how many miles does it have to be able to go on on a load well for me again it's also this is also gonna have to depend on the price too right um but I, I would like to have a bike that would be able to do at least 100 miles at freeway speeds. Uh, you know, for, for me, I think, and have actually being an electric car owner, that was sort of the standard that I wanted. My car that I ended up getting was a little bit less, but I'm okay with that. And I think it would, I'd feel the same about for the, the range of a bike as well. Oh, and also the recharge times have, have to improve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's... So what price, what recharge time, what range does it for you makes you a convert 
Well, <laughs> I don't. I'm not in the market right now for a vehicle, yeah. but I, I have um, this horrible I idea. I am. So, it, oh, sorry. Hmm? Um, I've been noodling around with the idea because okay. my commute is 55 miles one way. So I guess my mile break point would have to do at least call it 70 miles, you know, with a charge point in there. Okay. Yeah. Um, and for price points, I want to say like around 10k. You know, somewhere in there. I guess yeah, that's reasonable, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's yeah. it's in the higher end of the on um, the gasoline engines, yeah, which is fine. But um, actually, as Nock pointed out earlier, um, you're buying most of your fuel up front, so to speak. You right, know, you're that's not a good point. Spending lots, thousands of dollars because um, <clears throat> I noticed with my commute when I went from the V-Strom DL1000 to the Husqvarna, I saved about two thousand dollars plus a year in gasoline alone, just from the fuel mileage savings. Yeah. Well, what you're so. describing there then means it's going to be feasible for people who are commuters who are using it every day, not the weekend hill rider. Yes. But a lot of the bikes they're designing are for the quick little fun little jaunts. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I think it's just a technology right? thing that they have to be on the bleeding edge, otherwise. You got to sell it to these people who are willing to dump a lot of money into a, you know, a toy. Yeah. I mean, I put gas so. in my Versus once or twice a month. I mean, it's not That's because you much. have like 10 bikes to ride. Right. But I'm saying because <laughs> I ride my bikes minimally because I don't use it for commuting. Yeah. yeah. I fill up every day and a half. So we're so. talking about you're 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 racing against the clock too. You're buying a bike, <clears> it's going to go down in value as time goes on. Mm-hmm. If well, you're buying the gas up front in that price then you really need to be getting a lot to, of mileage out of that in that in a shorter time, right? You have to consider, too, like you're also buying a somewhat an electric appliance, and so there's a certain level of future-proofness to it. Eventually, the batteries are going to get better, and you're going to be able to maybe swap or retrofit newer batteries into older batteries. Mm-hmm. You'll have the same drive technology, just more power and more wattage or whatever, so it'll go a, a bigger range. Do we so all agree that the, that the performance is already there? Yes. Yeah, like short street yeah. performance. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, as far as motors and drivetrains go, yeah, absolutely. In okay. terms of my skill level and what I can make a bike do, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Douglas? I'm tired. And I thought we were talking about bikes here, <clears throat> not we cars. Are. We're not talking we're about not cars. talking about cars. No, you guys are talking about electric cars for a while. No, no electric we bikes. never were. I'm very I tired. just mentioned that I have one, but that's it. <laughs> no, yeah, these are electric motorcycles we're talking about. Yeah, in terms okay. of recharge time, since it's commute for me, um, and there's EV charging stations in front of my work, as long as I can you know, shank the Prius that's currently using them um, and get my spot <laughs> get, in there, don't I don't really started. care. <laughs> but <laughs> if I was taking it for a trip or something like that, I'd want into like 10 to 15 minutes. Something yeah. like that. I'd want like super capacitor sort of technology. Yeah, I was yeah. looking at the uh, BR- BRD makes these uh, electric super meadows, and while their capacity and their mileage ain't all that great, it's an electric super meadow. Yeah. <laughs> and you could just bust around town and goon it up, you know? It seems like it's a pretty fun, fun thing to have. Yeah. I've actually been seeing a lot more zeros on the road. Yeah, I oh, yeah. saw a couple yeah. of zeros today, cool. actually. Mm-hmm. So here, here's what Tim is predicting, and, and he's saying that. Um, you know, the price of the batteries has gone down 50% and the range of the vehicles has doubled in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, he, he predicts in five years after the Tesla battery factory in Nevada starts production, he thinks we'll see electric motorcycles for about 15,000 with ranges of 150 miles and recharge times reduced to two hours. And he's actually planning on leasing a Zero SR in November of 2017. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. Hmm. And so, I mean, I think we're 
probably getting to that tipping point in the next five years. Yeah, most likely. I, I don't know. I mean, um, especially. I don't know. Um, Again, this isn't completely motorcycle related, but there's been a lot of noise recently about some of the fusion projects that are going out. Um, oh yeah, Lockheed Martin. Lockheed Martin, mm. Skunk Works. Um, mm. ITER has been making some noise again. Um, and I think there's a third one that's trying a different tech set. But um, if Lockheed Martin Skunk Works gets going, you're going to have megawatts on the back of an 18-wheeler trailer. It's, yeah. mm. I am so hoping that their prototype experiment goes well this year. It'd be awesome to see it within my lifetime, man. Yeah. Have to be um, they're thinking prototype in five. Uh, they need, they're testing this year to proof out the concept. Wow. And I hope it works. Cool. Because that's the other thing that will help out the electric bikes is they're already cheap in terms of power. But when, you know, kilowatts are fractions of pennies in terms of um, cost, yeah, that's going to be that much more. You know, and just another small point that, that Tim made is that when you're plugging it into a 110 system that most of our households and garages are, um, that it may be a, I think he's saying like a, an eight-hour charge, but if you wire it up to be a 20-amp um, a circuit, double wiring coming in mm -hmm. that you could reduce it to four hours so they have the quick chargers but then you got to get your it's another expense to get your well i mean you just got to rewire your washer dryer if you've got a house you yeah i'm just saying it's just another thing dryer, yeah. yeah i mean you can you can use a 220 it also depends on how many amps the circuit has yeah. but if i think if you have 40 amps or so on a 220 circuit that'll give you the level true level two charging i believe right it's just it there's going to be just these little things that each of these as they get better and better and better that I think I think we're seeing that the scales are going to tip and it's not yeah. just going to be the rich fuckers riding these little weekend you bikes ha you have to think about like a hundred years ago the idea of stringing wires to people's houses for communications was totally absurd and yeah. completely impractical mm -hmm. but they did it and it worked and now mm -hmm. we have cell phones you know it's like what are we going to build a whole bunch of cell towers in the middle of nowhere yeah that's what that's what you do man <laughs> yeah so, so yeah. I, I think it's very interesting and tim i appreciate you sending that to me and it you know it started a you know conversation about it but and uh well can i mention bring up another uh yeah story on ahead. the topic of electric bikes sure um wanted to mention uh terry hirschner i believe his name is uh is a guy who set a uh a record like actually a couple records this year for electric uh electric bikes um have you guys heard of him before no, 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 no. Well, he's he he actually lives here in Santa Cruz and uh, and I think in Florida part time, <clears throat> but he's built this this crazy massive electric motorcycle that uh, he's worked with uh, Craig Vetter on actually designing oh, cool. the fairing for it and everything, and they had a, a Vetter challenge out in Utah this year oh, yeah. where he rode out there from here and they did a, a timed course I think um, to see I think either how fast they could get th somebody could get through the course or the total distance they could get. I forget exactly how they did it, but he he won that that contest, and then did an electric iron butt. I believe the first electric iron oh, wow. butt ever hmm. from uh, I believe from Santa Cruz down to Mexico earlier this year. How did wow. he? How did they? Wait, how did he charge? Probably he charged at well, actually no, he had uh, charging stations along the way. Oh, nice. he has I think seven onboard chargers on the bike. That charge up uh, some some crazy number of battery packs. Uh, I think he, he uses uh, zero batteries mm -hmm. and a zero drivetrain, and uh, and it's it's an absolutely it's a technological marvel. The, this bike that he's built. 
Is and that that thing that's shaped like a bullet? It's got yeah. a cowling. Yeah, it's. Mm. Yeah, it was at the Dirt Back Challenge. They had parked there one year. Okay, it was yep. cool. Yeah, I've seen it around. Yep. Speaking yeah, so we did the first electric iron butt this year, just like I think wow. a month or two ago. Actually, so, um, you mentioned the electro cat um, mm-hmm. beforehand. That's the first one to climb Pikes Peak. Oh climb. right, right. Oh, cool. Mm. Nice. Yeah. So I mean, it's really kind of fascinating. They're the electric bikes are really coming in radar we got to get up to zero and yeah yeah i mean i really hope i mean we're talking commuters and street bikes but i really hope electric dirt bikes catch on too yeah because well isn't that how they first started that was all i saw were the dirt bikes first yeah but i don't think they've taken on the like we saw one out at metcalf Mm -hmm. a few weeks ago yeah Yeah. they exist um but they haven't taken on that dominant bit yeah because I really want like dirt parks that are closer to town. I can see there being all sorts of problems having these silent dirt bikes on these trails. Yeah, but it'll keep the environmentalists quiet, like noise pollution and everything else. So you get MX tracks and dirt um, tracks in town or right outside of town. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So more people could get into the sport. Because you don't have to have all that infrastructure to build a culture around that. Yeah, Yeah. there's no emissions either, so you don't have to worry about that. Exactly. Exactly. It's a win-win. Yep. So up next, it's time for the Craigslist Porn, porn Pick of the Week. week. Now, Zach, <clears throat> as, as a new guy here, we have appointed you in charge of finding the porn pick. You have because... to laugh like Megan, though. Because <laughs> 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 we figure you don't know shit about bikes, so you have a very good chance of finding something really <laughs> crappy for us to tear you apart. <laughs> you just like being mean. No, that's this Megan's is, This is her so. throwing under the bus. So, <laughs> what did you find for under $500 in the San Francisco Bay Area Craigslist ads? I found a Triumph Bonneville 650 for $500 in SoCal. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Offered for sale is my classic no electric start, a real motorcycle, 650cc Triumph Bonneville. Since buying the bike, I have enjoyed restoring it completely. I dismantled the bike except for the lower end and transmission, which I had done 1,800 miles ago. I rebuilt, replaced, restored, repainted, or customized too many things to list here. Ask for details. The paint is beautiful, and I had the frame media blasted, and I painted it with black POR15, the toughest paint mm. on the planet. I put a retro look cover over the battery compartment so it resembles the oil tank of earlier models. The sound is sweet vertical twin, but legal. Email if interested. 600 bucks? Really? 500. 500. 500. Wow. In SoCal. That's uh, kind of too good to be true. No, what was that with it? Is it in pieces? Uh, no, it's assembled. Really? Um... What What's wrong with it? it? Stolen? <laughs> is it, it says classic. I don't. I, I don't. Has it out of the Is this like the the model of it? <laughs> uh, Bonneville six fifty. Yeah, it's a bunny. Um, All right, you might have done good. Yeah, that it looks nice, dude. Yeah, really. Yeah. Damn, that was a good. It probably why, does seem like an awfully so low cheap? price. He probably just well, put five hundred just to get people to email him. It says mm-hmm. nothing about how it runs. It says vertical sound is good. But <laughs> what does that it mean? It doesn't say that it just runs. It, it doesn't it runs. move forward. <laughs> I mean, he could have tried to restore it and then totally. Yeah. No, it. this this bike is is worth some money. There's there's no way he's selling it for five hundred bucks. Hmm. Or it could uh, it be a scam? Yeah, either scam or it's too it's too nice to be five hundred dollars. Hmm. Or he's just trying to get people to email him. Is he in Nigeria? And he's like, psych. It's actually like twenty five hundred. Oh, that was a typo. It's five thousand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, it might be five thousand. It was. It's probably five thousand. Yeah. 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 It's not over nine thousand. Not over nine thousand. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. See, if it's a typo, would it be 5,000, though? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, good job, though. Yeah. 2,500, maybe? Here's yeah. where we're going to pick you apart. Okay. It's too good to be true. I think you're right. I think it was is a $5,000 bike, and uh, or it's a trap. Of which there are a lot of traps, and and we see them all the time. Where you, where you go, mm, no, 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 no. It's a trap. <laughs> yeah, stolen. Too good to be true. And unfortunately, a lot of people do contact them. The thing I noticed though, that was posted four days ago, so that's plenty of time for him to correct it if it was a typo. Oh, yeah, and that's plenty go. of time for someone to actually buy it for five hundred dollars. Right, still would be up. So someone would buy that. Yeah, like. and I suspect he's probably fishing, or it could be a scam. Or yeah. Him. So Ooh, you failed. Wrong with it. But this is if this is legit. The purpose good, of this good pick, man. Seg, uh, sequence is to you know inform people about how Craigslist works, right? Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. So, so you succeeded on that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So uh, Douglas, you were hot and bothered about something. Today. I, no, I have to uh, just say before I forget that uh, the dirt bag challenge is uh, mm. they have a date. Yes, November. that's right. November sixteenth. Yes. So it's the, they announced it yesterday or a couple days ago. Yeah, come on out there. We'll be out there, right? Yeah, I, I'm Dirt flying to Hawaii challenge. on the 17th, but I'm oh, not sure shit. if I have that day off or not. I'm pretty sure I have that day off. So. Uh, the What day was it again? Sunday, November 16th. Yep, I got it in my calendar. Got it in the calendar. Awesome. Um, yeah, and then I just wanted to see what everybody kind of thought about the, uh, the new Ducati Scrambler. They're... It, it's sexy. It it is. Um, I got the website here. There's I uh, at first I thought it was a hipster bike, and then I kind of read more into it, and I realized there was a bit of a history behind the Ducati Scrambler. They, there was one a long time ago. A long time ago. Yeah, they made two models a long time ago. And since I'm quite fancy to motorcycles with actual handlebars and spoke rims, mm-hmm. so it's yeah, I like it. I don't. Yet you have a Superhawk. I know. I know. Right. I don't uh, normally like. A lot of Ducatis. There's only really a few that I like. This yeah. one really does it for me aesthetically. Uh, obviously, I've never ridden one. And it's uh, just a, at 10k, I think, too. Yeah, they're all 10k. So there's a, the Icon, the Urban Enduro, the Classic, and the Full Throttle. Yeah. All arbitrary names that don't have anything to do with how it looks Full or anything. Um, but where was that stats page? Here it goes. So it's a uh, 803cc L twin. Um, That's enough to get it done. Eleven to one compression, uh, so it's seventy-five horsepower at eighty-two fifty RPMs. And that's, that's foot pounds. It was sixty-eight. Oh wow! I'm sorry. No, it's uh, fifty foot pounds. That's okay. That's sixty-eight newton meters. Yeah, that's a lot. And it's fuel injected and uh, blah blah blah. So I, yeah, you could get in plenty of trouble. And the tires look cool too. Yeah. Uh, what I want to say about it is there have been a lot of bikes in the past that were the retro throwbacks modernized the gb500 from mm-hmm. honda the bonneville the sport Classic no well 1000. the wr650 when the japanese companies have done these retro throwbacks and they bombed on the market but then became cult favorites and collectible yeah, afterwards 650 and the 800 but right? this is Still a case you. where like where we've had Moto Guzzi that's done a throwback and that, you know, like the California models. Um, and you've had, yeah, the Triumph has done throwbacks. And now this, it's funny, the, the Japanese who can do it cheaper and more reliable will do something and it bombs. But when the these Italian companies or, you know, European companies do it, 
I don't know if it's the styling. I don't know what the difference is, but it is. It looks hot, and it will probably be very successful. Yeah, I, they just I have do like really it. an amazing marketing strategy. I will own one of these that. someday. Well, I'm just curious design if too, um, sure. design. Yeah, how much of it has to do with the Ducati name? If this was a Kawasaki. Hmm. Yeah, I don't care who makes it. Uh, it looks right. Ducati would actually be a negative for some people in this room. <laughs> who would that be? Doug and myself. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I've, I've already said it. I don't normally like Ducatis. Yeah, I mean, there's. But I do can't like stand the dry clutch. <laughs> yeah, it's mostly Ducati owners too. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they, they they make more noise than the clutch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. No, there's like Zing. there's now three models of Ducati I like. Yeah. Um, the nine nine eight, the Monster. Um, and now that, mm-hmm. yeah, I've always liked an cool. M900. I really like the monster. Was I was gonna monster. buy a monster, yeah, like monster as my first actually. bike. Yeah. Was a good I bike. was looking at them on Craigslist, like when I first found out about this place, like years ago. I was looking at monsters. <laughs> I'm yeah. glad I didn't get one. Yeah, my coworker, yeah, one of my coworkers has one of the new monsters in there, and it's sexy. Yeah, I mean they've had to put in little holes in the top of the fuel tank for the bars to come into. They've, <laughs> they've made them into like the Ducati air. tank ding. The yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, they made them into like little air scoops or something like yes, that. But I noticed like scoops. that's just where the bars would hit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the thing I really like about this is they're giving you four different models that are built on the same platform mm-hmm. four different with looks. subtle differences. That's really smart, if you ask me. I oh, mean, yeah. yeah, sure. Now the dealership has to have four in their shop, not just one. Yeah, what, it's, what are the differences? But, um, like spoke rims or versus, versus cast? No, yeah, the yeah. differences are in the rear fender, the front fender, yeah. in the bars, in the seat, uh, and in the wheels. Yeah, color. Okay. And then the colors. Yeah, yeah, but the exhaust and the and the engine and all the drivetrain and all but that it, is it all looks the like same. the same tank. Yeah. Um, I think it's pretty smart. I, I think I like the full throttle. I think is my favorite. I like the urban enduro. I like the spoked, the spoked wheels. Yep. And it just looks. It looks. I like the color. Yeah, the yellow is the one thing people are talking about that's a little weird. Rattle can. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> that's working so good for you with all your flaky paint bikes. <laughs> I got burned. Nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> so yeah, I just wanted to throw it out. I saw a photo that Andrew uh, posted up, and he's at some bike show or something, and uh, it really did catch my eye. So I wanted to just talk about it a little bit. So yeah, he's off in Florida at some bike show, but yeah, he's been posting up porn all week, pretty much. Yeah, he posted up that the H two, um, some of the others, just like sexiness all over the place. Though the H two really isn't sexy to look at. Mm. We were talking about this. It's sexy in a sense that it was designed to go fast, and that is a result of making it go fast. Yeah. It looks like a transformer afterbirth, you say? Yes. <laughs> that was, I think, the phrase we yeah. used, transformer afterbirth. But it does sound Transformer nice. afterbirth. Yeah. He has a gross. So. Oh, here's uh, Andrew sent me a bunch of photos on my phone, sir. So um, I will pass these around. There's like five. You'll have to post yeah. some on this on Ooh. our recycle page. Yeah, you can get a, cl- a better look at at some of the photos here, the close-ups. Yeah, I've been looking the... at them. Yeah, that's really cool. I did my research this morning. Well, these these are from the showroom. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, that he took. <laughs> yeah, that he actually sent it to me. Um, I think those are distanzias on the front on the on the tires too. They, I'm really. I mean, are are there any ugly? Yeah, there are some ugly Ducatis, but for the most Multistrata part, multi strata what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, and the price range. They're all in uh, around under 10,000. 10, 10 yeah. grand. Hmm. So that's really, they're in the right point. Definitely too. over 9,000. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Bagel. Yes. Being the token scooter guy in the room. I am. Do you have any scooter news to share with us? I do. Um, this is maybe not up-to-date news, but it's news that I just learned about, actually. <laughs> it um, works for me. Now, <laughs> and which I'm sure all of you have just learned about as well. Um, now, earlier uh, this year, Vespa introduced two new models to the U.S. market, the uh, Sprint and the Primavera. And these take the place of the LX model, which is now being phased out. This is Vespa's 150 series. And <clears throat> the Sprint and Primavera are basically the same bike, uh, except the Sprint has 12-inch wheels, a uh, trapezoidal headlight that looks pretty cool, and it's sort of the more top of the line of the 150s. So they've sort of split their 150 line into the higher-end bike and lower-end bike. Okay. And then uh, when the uh, Primavera has 11-inch wheels instead of 12-inch. Um, but they're, they're really nice. What's the price bikes. range on these? Uh, the price range, I think is somewhere around 4500 or so oh, uh, msrp okay. um the uh, but the the news that i just found out is that costco is now selling vespas uh, uh through their website basically and I, I don't know if this is available in all areas it's the it's the costco auto program so yes. they, they might just be uh, beta testing it out here in the West Coast. That's yeah. pretty cool. They did Kawasaki before. They did yeah. start off with Kawasaki, and then it, went, it actually went pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. You get a pre-haggled price, and you get a, a Costco cash card. I think mm-hmm. it's like 200 or $500 or something, depending yeah. on how much the, the bike is. Yeah, and the offers that they have for uh, for the Vespas are uh, they have – now, this is uh, tied in with uh, – to try their, this is a promotion to try and move some of their LX models that are now being phased out – is $500 off plus a $50 cash co- Costco cash card for any LX150 model. Oh, or there's a $250 Costco cash card on any Vespa 150cc and under. That's a lot of hot dogs, which, man. Yeah, which, yeah. Would, which would include the, uh, the new Primaveras and Sprints as well. That would be exactly – a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> they give you a twenty percent off uh, gear and parts, aftermarket parts, oh, at nice. the dealership at time of purchase too. Oh, okay. Wow. I know, I know Rev got All a bunch right. of stuff for his for his Connie. Wow. Yeah, he got his concourse through that. And uh, and there's also a third option they have as well, which is a three hundred and fifty dollar Costco cash card for any scooter one hundred and fifty one cc's and over, which would basically be the the GTS three hundred. Wow. So um, so yeah, this is. Uh, Pretty uh, pretty interesting. I need to get one of those for the ten butt two hundred. I think it would be funny if you go in there, buy a Vespa, and then like leave with five hundred pounds of rice or something. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> like fifty pound bags of rice no, and like like, like 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 thirty packs of D batteries, no, no. you know. <laughs> and like, hey, you guys got a box or something? <laughs> we <laughs> came <laughs> this close to going a whole podcast without a racist statement. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> what? Are you, what? But Vespas aren't Japanese. Oh, I thought you were no. saying because it's a scooter. So all it's good for us to carry whole bags of rice. No, I'm saying like it's it's an economic <laughs> joke, man. Get it? Well, I was gonna say give you 20 quarts of oil and you have free oil changes for life. Yeah, exactly. Scooter. There you go. And, and glasses too. You can buy glasses there. 
I think that's pretty cool that Costco's yeah. doing that. That, mm-hmm. yeah. does, that makes Vespa almost bona fide. Yeah. I think they are. Are they the <laughs> leading scooter sales in the U.S.? I, or the Japs Dollars still? or numbers? No, no I, I think the Japanese scooters may have them beat. I, I don't know, actually. I haven't looked. I haven't seen actual figures on that. Um, but the, the Vespas are fairly high up there i mean they're they're considered top of the line scooters yeah right and uh, i imagine their really value nice holds quite well too yeah yeah they do hold their value really well well and speaking of the timbut we officially announced a date yes Ooh, we, a date. we've we've delayed it a bit so everyone has time to get their race bike so under 200 cc's has to be able to go 200 mile loop from santa cruz we're going to be doing this on april 4th 2015 mm. And um, you can go to tinbutt200.com. It'll take Is you to our... Tinbutt200? Yes. Okay. It'll take you to our Facebook page where you can like us there, and that way you can get updates, and we'll eventually put the route up there, and we've been working on what classes we're going to have because there's going to be different classes. Um, yeah, so we'll put more details, but we're right now we're just going to be gathering people who are interested so we get an idea how many people want to do this because... Even though I'm the one who's creating this, I still think it's crazy. But we worked out a really awesome route with some amazing roads. I'm excited. So, yeah, so that'll be April 4th. Very cool. Um, so I have a movie review. <laughs> mm. All right. Okay. I Is saw... it Torque? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, come on. It's... <laughs> it's, it's a great shitty movie. Sorry. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. That's what Sorry. I'm saying. Yeah. Most people are completely bag on it. I was like, come on. Yeah. You can't take it seriously. Right, right. Okay, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so uh, I was sitting home alone with my ice cream last night, and I thought it's a good time for a documentary. Mm. Started flipping through, and I found one called The 12 O'Clock Boys. Oh, Have you heard of this? Yeah, I've heard, yeah. Yeah. I've yep. heard of it. Yep. So uh, I found it very interesting. The 12 O'Clock Boys is about these motorcycle packs, they call them. They're not really a club or gang, per se, um, in Baltimore. And you hmm. can call them the urban... Uh, how do I, I'm trying to be PC all of a sudden. I don't know Bligans. why. So these are going to be the, um, yeah, the, they're all predominantly black uh, in the poor neighborhoods. And they found that their way to release is they have these dirt bikes, mopeds, quads, all that. None of them legal. And they go out riding the streets of Baltimore in these packs and they do stunting. Now, I'm not seeing, it's not like the sport bike stunting. You'll see where people are doing the stoppies and that. This is more, um, they're just going out there like hooligans and outlaws. and The fun stuff. Yeah, mostly just doing wheelies and stuff like that. But um, we have n- not a lick of gear, no helmets, nothing. Yeah. There's no helmet law over there though, right? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure about the helmet laws out there in Baltimore. So yeah, so no helmets, no gear, and but here's what's really interesting is um, that the the community is supporting it. They're um, the the parents are buying their kids these bikes. They think or, oh they're just ha- they're just having just fun. Stolen. They're not getting in trouble. <laughs> yeah, and that too. But to the point where these kids will um, they will storm by go by the police station to taunt them (laughs) they try and get them into chases for fun because then they can go off on these dirt bikes through the you know the yards and parks and stuff and um 
it's uh, it, the documentary follows this kid named Pug, and I think he's about 10, 11 years old. Follows him for a couple of years. He looks up to these kids. He wants to be one of them. And he starts out just doing wheelies on his bikes, and he gets this little crappy quad, and he's rides that, and he's talking big and everything. And then eventually, he gets like a CRF that his mom bought him. Um, and one of them I was watching where they just go out and pack stormy streets and the police have been told they're not allowed to chase because there were too many Mr. crashes yeah. and fatalities. Not wearing any gear. And no gear, nothing. They're told they can't chase. And so these kids will be out there and you see this cop car, they'll come and they, they'll swarm around. And this one dude, he just was like, it was like the the running of the bulls where he just stood there in the middle of the street perpendicular to traffic as a cop car came and as, as a cop car came up he just dodged him hmm. laughing went around comes around the backside comes up along the cop car and takes oh, off no, oh man so now the cops are like now that's assault on us we have to make chase and then they end up Catching him or someone else, I don't remember. I remember that this video footage caught the cops pulling a guy off a bike in the street and beating him, which then causes riots and yeah. people mm. saying the cops ain't supposed to be chasing what they're doing. They need to be spending their money finding criminals and murderers and shit and not messing with these kids who aren't doing anything wrong. Mm -hmm. And it was just kind of mind-blowing to me that the community is rallying around the kids who aren't doing nothing wrong. Yet, there was a six-year-old that was killed when somebody's doing a wheelie and lost control on the bike, hit mm -hmm. somebody. Mm -hmm. um, it was just, it was crazy to me. It was, it was about the bikes and everything, but it was more about this culture that's been created there. And, and the other thing that was shocking to me, I remember uh, the, the mom of this kid, Pug, and she's saying... Man, I just heard that Puggy ain't been to school all month. Like that's not right. Like I I don't understand. I didn't do I did I did everything right. I bought you a bike. I bought you mm -hmm. the best clothes. I did everything right. Why you go and not go to school? You have no reason to not go to school when I did everything right. Hmm. And it's like, wow, and, and to have – basically, the documentary gives you a perspective of what it's like in this urban area and for these kids and, 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 and the families. And, yeah. wow, the perspective is completely different from what we would have looking from the yeah. outside in. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a fascinating – uh, it's kind of fascinating to see. I wonder if it's happening in other cities. I mean, mm. on the one hand, it was kind of cool that these kids all have these dirt bikes. Of course, they're stealing them from each other and stuff. Did, did they make that video? Uh, put a kid on that bitch. <laughs> Apparently, there are a lot of videos of them. And the reason that they call them the 12 o'clock boys? 12 o'clock wheelies. They got to do 12 o'clock wheelies. Hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I recommend it. It's on, I think I saw it on Comcast, like, you know, movies. On demand. I mean, I don't on condone demand, hurting people and, and mayhem, well, but certain general irreverence towards authority figures is, I think, what a lot of motorcyclists, yeah, yeah, endears motorcyclists, so it's a bit of an interesting thing there. Yeah. yeah, I think part of that exclamation about kicking the cop's door was more one of envy than anything else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And they, of course, they showed a couple of kids who died crashing, stuff like that. I mean, they go down hard. Um, it happens. But, yeah. 
It, it was a really interesting uh, documentary, so I recommend it. You know, that, that reminds me of that story that happened in New York City two right. years ago or something like that, where um, the bunch of bicycles, like, like Stunder Outlaw bikers surrounded this. Uh, no, well, not yeah. Outlaw bikers, but you know, yeah, the same well, type of people. We talked about like, that. But the SUV. Yeah, and, and they ran over one guy and paralyzed him. Yeah. But these kids aren't messing with the public and the community, they're only messing with the cops. Right. And the community supports them. In that mm, case, that's true. those bikes were, were messing with the public. Depends on whose yeah. story you follow on that one. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. <clears throat> yeah. Either way, it gave a bad name to bikers. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. You can't have yeah. too clean of a name, right? I mean, that's just. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we got some announcements to make. Um, the new shirts are coming. Cool. Yes, that's right. You can order some Recycle Santa Cruz Motorcycles and Misfits shirts, and these are going to be baseball tees, black and gray. I still refuse to do all black shirts, but I got black and gray. Okay. So they look pretty cool. And the shirts are $20 plus shipping, so most places in the U.S. it'll be 25 bucks mm. flat fee. Buy our swag, please. I have a couple sweatshirts coming. They're 40 bucks. Winter is coming as well. Mm-hmm. But I have... Oh, passes for it around here. I haven't yeah. put those up on the website. <laughs> Because I figured some of y'all ding dongs. Are they zippered or pullovers? Pullovers. Yeah. For the winter. Um, Brace yourself. Mm -hmm. Douglas, you want to talk about the ride coming up? It's a ride. What ride? November Uh, 2nd, Day of the Dead. The Day of the Dead. Yeah. Um, it's an annual ride we do. Uh, it's a memorial ride for, for fallen riders or soldiers or whoever you have in your life you want to commemorate that day. Um, yeah, we do a ride through the hills, and then we go to uh, a location and have a barbecue, a mystery meat barbecue. Yeah, and, uh, yeah and we've uh, done do crickets, some... cro- crocodiles, um, sorry, alligators. Antelope. Um, I did antelope the first year I went, or second year. Yeah. Camel. Really? Camel. Oh, wow. Is that... Camel. Camel, <laughs> the hump, just the hump, or the whole. No, it's actually meat. meat. <laughs> the hump yeah. is mostly fat. Mostly fat, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to say what it is, but I was telling a friend of mine that there's an upcoming ride, a mystery meat barbecue, and he knew what the meat was. He said somebody told him, but didn't remember who told him. Must have been mm. a member. We're gonna have to smack him. Mm. Start who's this friend down. of yours? <laughs> uh, Dave, who, who rides the Harley, he's come down a couple times. Uh-huh. He works at the hardware store up in the hills, so that can narrow it down to most of the club. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> most of us live in Vampire Alley right now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I think we have a few minutes left. I wanted to do another quick little game just because I thought this was fun. This okay. is for everyone to play. Oh, yes. So um, in the uh, in the side room here, I have an entire encyclopedia collection called The World of Motorcycles that was donated to the garage by my friend John. Wow. And this is actually from 1977. Everything you can imagine. I mean, this is harkens back to the old days. Zach, have you ever looked through an encyclopedia? Not yes. Wikipedia. Yes, I Encyclopedia. Have. Okay, good. <laughs> I was right on that generational gap where we, yeah, where we had done, had did, did that, but not for very long. Right. So it's kind of fun. I mean, everything you can imagine is in here. So I found something really interesting in the back of this. They have a glossary that has the British to American interpretations of words. <laughs> nice. 
So I'm going to tell you what the British word <laughs> is. Okay. And you tell me what that is in American. Okay? Sure. So if one is referring to a double knocker, what is a double knocker? That's a twin yeah, no. rocker arm in a no. camps. Mm-hmm. Rocker arm for kids. My ex-girlfriend. No. Mm-hmm. I think that is... Uh, fart knocker. Is a double fart knocker. <laughs> it's referring to a double overhead camshaft. Wow. Oh, okay. A knock. That's what he said. Uh, okay. Whoa. Some of these are... Okay. Oh, yeah. Do you know what a judder is? Is this the same one? Yes, but not everyone knows this one. Oh, there's judder. Single overhead cam? No, what's what is judder? Now, these might not all be a thing. They may be a description or it might sure. be for something like I will say for instance that dustbin is in here to let you know that they're referring to the garbage can. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it could be anything. So Harley's. Garage, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we haven't done a cheap shot in a long time, like a week. Yeah. So any idea what a judder is referring to? J U D D E R. Um, a Japanese udder. <laughs> that was a good guess. Judder is a, means shutter. Shutter. Huh. Mm. All right. So, what is a dip switch? Uh, that is the uh, switch that you use to uh, the electrical switch. Some kind for headlight. For headlight. <laughs> Some kind. Yes, it's your. <laughs> it's the switch. <laughs> the switch. switch. Okay. It's they the had those in American. Yeah, it's your Hilo. Switch. Hmm. Okay. um, Oh, this is interesting. Shunt. What is shunt referring to? Oh, I can't say that in a non-R-rated manner. I'll give you a clue that it is... It's electrical. ...not something on the motorcycle. It's to get pushed a little bit. It is a term referring to something in motorcycling, but not something on a motorcycle. A shunt. A shunt. That's interesting. A push, a closing, divert. We don't um, know. A shunt means an accident, a bump, or a crash. That's, hmm. Oh, wow. Well, hmm. It's kind of like stacking. That's the yeah. cool 70s way of saying stacking. Yeah, I shunted the other day. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Hmm. Sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> <laughs> if a bike is a monocoque. Ah. Yes, bagel. <laughs> that means that it is a one-piece uh, frame and chassis. That's usually made out of pressed steel, welded together. Very good. Damn. Yeah, sheet nice. metal instead That's of a... What Vespas are made out of. Wow. All right, so what is a nave plate? Um, that's a first-year plate in racing. <laughs> <laughs> like a, a rookie, plate. Like a rookie plate. <laughs> now, it refers to the wheel cover or hubcap. Hmm. Oh, okay. Hmm. I was completely pulling it out of my ass. <laughs> Leave it in. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> this is okay. Uh, there's so so. What is the perspex? This perspex. is a part a found on oh. motorcycles and scooters. Oh, it's a windshield. Yes. Perspex is a type of glass. Yeah. Plexiglass. Plexiglass. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Let's do just a couple more. <laughs> what is a one lunger? Oh, it's a thumper. Yes, mm. that's right. And how about, let's see, oh, when they're referring to the pots, what part of the bike are they referring to, the pots? The jugs, the cylinders. (laughs) Yes, that is correct. Hmm. 
All right, we'll do one more. And <laughs> what are trafficators? Turn signals. Nice. All right. Trafficators. Uh. Yes. Trafficators. <laughs> I was trafficating my way down to the world last night. Yeah, there's some of these are pretty pretty funny. Anyway, uh, yeah, I just I'm gonna start looking at this old encyclopedia that we have. There's a lot of good stuff. All right, who wants to uh, play Megan and tell people where to reach us? You can find us at motorcycles. Knock. Oh no. You can find us at MotorcyclesMisfits.com. Misfits? Misfits. Misfits.com. Uh, email us at motorcycle, recycle motorcycle garage at gmail.com. Try that again? Motorcycle, <laughs> recycle motorcycle garage.com. That was No. Good. No. <laughs> at gmail. No. At gmail. No. Recycle motorcycle garage at gmail.com. Okay. Sure. <clears throat> And on Facebook. Facebook. And on Facebook at Recycle Motorcycle Garage. No. Recycle Santa Cruz. Thank you. Shit. How long have I been doing this? I feel really bad now. How do you even find your way here? I don't know. How do you even tie your shoes? Oh, no. I Velcro. have their boots. <laughs> <laughs> and please rate us on iTunes. That helps yes. a lot. Yes. We do appreciate everyone who rates us on iTunes. Um, if you do go to MotorcyclesAndMisfits.com, there is a link there for Indiegogo Booty Short Fundraiser. <laughs> and there's also a link for the t-shirts if you'd like to order a t-shirt because they're going to be here in, in a few days. So hot off the press. I'm going to start working on that calendar too. And uh, I'm saying that because I intend to, but it's probably never going to get done. <laughs> like the last four years. <laughs> nice. Which calendar? Uh, yeah, I'm going to make a recycle calendar. Just bikes and crew. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And hopefully uh, next week you'll be giving us an update on how well that uh, engine is running that you've been putting together. Yeah. yeah so the, you, you were in here all weekend or all day about it. Yeah. The guy. The guy never gave guy. me the guides. The guy. <laughs> the, the dowels. So I have to order more parts from Bike Bandit. Um, so hopefully. Oh, yeah. Uh, one other, <laughs> you the one other upcoming ride that people um, <laughs> may care about. The SFMC is doing their 110 right. this oh, week, yes. oh, next weekend. Yeah. Yeah. You can take the mic off of Bosley's snoring. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Luke, if Lucas was here, would it have sounded the same? <laughs> he was falling asleep. All right. So I think that's it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We really, really appreciate it. Send us your emails. We read them. We respond. We share them and talk about them. Tell so, us you're up the butt bike. We feel loved when we get emails. Yes, we do. <laughs> it's All the right. only time. <laughs> it's the only most of the time. <laughs> All right. So we out. This is Liza. Doug. Bagel. This is Nock. Zach. Adrian. We out. Go, cool, go. Cool.